She's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and today I have on who I like to call the queen of self-care, Maya. Hey, Maya. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Um, I've been trying to get Maya on the podcast, and I'm just so excited to have her on. I just love her podcast. She's the host of The Gentler Pod, and like I said, I just think she's like the queen of self-care. She has her own brand, and she's just really killing it, and I just think it'd be so helpful to get her insight on, you know, her background, her relationship with self-care, and why she's, you know, so passionate about it. So, Let's hop right into it. Maya, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Arkansas, like very rural Arkansas. So I was always like, always fascinated by the idea that people had exciting lives that I didn't have. I just was always obsessed with what comes after I leave high school and all that. And I was able to go to boarding school and I went to Georgetown for college. So it was always kind of like a, a series of wishing for the next step. Um, and I guess like I really started getting into intentional self-care um, through mindset practice. I studied abroad in Australia um, junior year. And while there, I had a health issue that was really weird and random, um, but cost me so much money. So in one day I had spent like $2,000 on like just medical expenses. Um, and that was at that point in the trip, pretty much the remainder of my budget for the trip there. So I was kind of freaking out and, um, just really like upset and depressed and just out of sorts. Um, so my self-care journey kind of started from that weird place, understanding that, yes, I need money. That's like the tangible thing that I need right now to be Mm -hmm. able to survive and eat. But I mentally can't be in a place where I feel like I can earn money and that I can make money without getting my mind in shape. And so it was really necessary for me to um, employ some self-care. And then, you know, I started doing those practices a little bit and went back to DC to finish up school um, and graduated. And post-grad life was a whole other beast. Again, I was stuck in this cycle of thinking like, oh, once I get to this stage, my life will be amazing. And like, oh my God, like <laughs> that was the biggest <laughs> Of the century, and don't I mean to be fair? I love post grad life. I would not wish to go back to undergrad um, for that. I had great times, but I'm glad to be in the stage of life I'm in now. But yeah. I really had to like take everything I had learned in Australia and everything that I had learned before, and really get my mindset together because it was kind of like I have everything that I said I wanted. I have the job, I have the apartment, I have the relationship, the friendships. Why do I still feel like crap all the time? Like Mm. something, I I must've been chasing the wrong thing. So now it's time to figure out where I went wrong and fix that. And I also want to say like, we (laughs) self-care is like a skill that, that we pick up probably from birth. Like even like just deciding to choose one toy over another because it makes you feel better and you like it more like that's all self-care like I think the trick is figuring out how to really harness it to advance yourself to where you want to be yeah I agree and I think even for me I think it's really hard to 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes we're really programmed to prioritize other things instead of ourselves, which is the most important Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) And, you know, like you just said, you can have the life you want and achieve all these goals. But if you're not taking care of yourself at the end of the day, then you're you're really not going to be happy. Yeah, not at all. And I know where you fall in like your family lineup, but I'm the oldest child. So there was always just this mm-hmm. long history of me having to take care of other people and not really right. taking care of myself. So when it became just like me, I was like, I don't even know how to do this. So I literally had to learn to do self-care. Right. No. Yeah. And I feel like, especially, I feel in, in the past couple months, so I've been starting to see, I've been talking about this a lot on my podcast, but I've been starting to see a spiritual <laughs> coach and she kind of made me realize that one of the underlining issues with maybe me not feeling happy all the time or just kind of struggling with where I am in life at the age of 25 is that like, I just wasn't showing up for myself daily. Mm -hmm. And I think my priorities were always lying and like trying to make other people happy or look cool or get the validation, but I wasn't just doing things that made me happy authentically. So uh, I think that's huge. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I like, I, totally feel that I've always been like raised in a way to achieve a lot and kind of have this whole performance of you know being captain of the cheerleading squad and making straight A's but also being on the quiz bowl team and making sure that I remain well-rounded and likable so it's always like very like you have a moment where you're like I don't even know what I like like I don't even know what makes me feel good but I've just been performing my entire life yeah exactly And I feel like you have to really tap into that. I feel like a lot of people don't even know what they need. (laughs) Like for me, I was like, wait, what's going to actually make me happy? And what's going to help me like grow, you know, because I feel like for a long time, I just wasn't growing. I think in college too, my priorities were like, not on myself at all. It was just like having fun. And Mm -hmm. and I think post-grad life really kind of (laughs) put it into perspective for sure. Yeah. And so what was the kind of point where you were like, okay, you felt really inspired by self-care enough to start this podcast. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, so I have been talking about a podcast for probably two years prior to actually starting Gentler. I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about, um, but I knew I wanted to, like, share. I've always been a storyteller. I've always liked chatting with people, and I was like, I just need something. And I think I had kind of just had a moment where, I kind of was realizing I had I had a moment. I used to carry this picture around of myself when I was eight, um, and it was kind of like this inspirational thing to keep me in good spirits because I would just look at the picture and think about where I was at that point and the things that I wished for it. When I was eight, I loved watching Devil Wears Prada. I loved like that whole like thing. And I was like, oh, when I grow up, I'm gonna leave Arkansas, move to a big city, and like all of that. And I think I had a day where like it hit me where I had all those things and I wasn't like at the total end of where I wanted to be, but I was really close. I was closer than I was previously. So it started making me appreciate things a lot differently. And it was like, okay, yes, I want this thing and I haven't gotten it yet, but I have all these tools to get there. And I just had like an epiphany of thinking life, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, is not going to give me any more if I'm acting like I don't appreciate what I have. And that's really hard to do. That's, it's really Your episode on gratitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like gratitude. And I didn't really know what gratitude meant. Like, I just, 
you know, I was like, okay, be grateful for whatever, but gratitude has to be an action. And I think when I, that finally hit me one weekend and I was trying to vlog for YouTube that weekend. So I actually like recorded myself saying all this. And whenever I'm feeling down, like I never put the video up when I'm feeling down, I'll go back and watch it. Cause it just yeah. it literally like I was cleaning up my apartment and had a moment where I was like, wow, like I'm cleaning an apartment that I have, that I live in by myself. Like that is so incredible. Like yeah. why am I not milking every opportunity that I've been given? And then I kind of had this feeling like, oh my God, I have to share this. So I opened up the voice memo app on my phone and I just recorded it. And that was the first episode of Gentler. I talked about the Australia story a little bit more in detail. Um, and then I think like the next day or so, I went and bought a podcast mic and I was like, I'm doing this. Like I yeah. am starting this podcast, like self-care has gotten me so far and it's going to get me so much further. And I just want to be able to document that for people. Yeah, that's amazing. I love what you said about gratitude because that's huge for me as well. Like I even have like a gratitude journal that I just, mm -hmm. I it's so important. It really shifts your mindset to being like, you know, feeling maybe sorry for yourself or just maybe if you're stuck or feeling like you're in a rut, it really kind of shifts your mindset to being like, wait, look at all that I have. Look at all the all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super important. Yeah, sure. And gratitude journaling, like I think it's great. It's definitely amazing. It's just, for me, it was really hard to dive into it until I really understood what gratitude meant. And there's so many things that I know I should be grateful for. I know I should be grateful for my health. I know I should be grateful for shelter. I know I should be grateful for my clothes. But I think what's really made gratitude journaling monumental for me is just focusing on three things that in that moment, I am so without a doubt happy that I have. And sometimes like, it's just, I'm so happy that I got a new bottle of Fenty lip gloss. Like, I am just so happy that I can walk into work with my lips looking amazing. Like, sometimes it's so small, but the feeling is the same. Like, gratitude, like, that feeling, once you've captured it, no matter what you're grateful for, that feeling is the same. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And I really, I want to touch upon, like, what you feel self-care is, because from what I, what I see is that you feel like it's not just those stereotypical things that we see online of like, take a bubble bath and like mm -hmm. <laughs> self-care really mean to you? Like, how would you describe it? So self-care to me is in the broadest sense, self-care is anything that helps me to get to my desired state, my ideal self, anything that helps me become like dream Maya and I, I like you know doing like the SpongeBob imagination hands because that's just like that's a concept like you know like I probably will never completely get there but the things that get me closest to that is what I consider to be self-care now that looks so different depending on what is going on and that's why it's really important for me to know myself because some things can be like the same action can be self-care one day and be the total opposite another day like some days I need to sit on my couch and only watch Netflix. Like that is self-care because I've been working my, I don't know if I can curse on here. I've been working my butt yeah, off all week <laughs> and I am burnt out. And if I try to take on another step, I am going to crack under all the pressure and I need to just turn it all off and work. But some days I am just procrastinating. I'm afraid to dive into whatever task I have. And so Netflix is not, self-care for me but that's why it's important to know yourself and know your patterns and know like what triggers you in those ways um so yeah like self-care is anything that gets me to that point so like I say it can be small things like what we think of like bubble baths all that like if you genuinely know that's what you need in the moment that can definitely be self-care but self-care can also be bigger things like 
um, setting a routine for cleaning your apartment. For me, like the biggest self-care things that have the biggest impact for me are getting my clothes out for work the night before. Like, you know, back when we used to leave the house to go to work and all that. Mm -hmm. um, drinking water throughout the day. I used to wonder like why every day around 5 p.m. I have this horrible headache that prevents me from doing any other work. And it's because, duh, you haven't been drinking any water. So drinking mm -hmm. water, budgeting is a huge thing with Gentler and yeah. um, my idea of self-care because I knew like even just like me, starting this journey all came from the fact that I suddenly was without any money and it threatened my entire sense of self because I couldn't couldn't wear the clothes I wanted to I couldn't eat the foods I want to I barely could eat food at all because I didn't have any money so I was like self-care for me is always going to have a tight tight relationship with my finances so budgeting setting up multiple streams of income all of those things are self-care because they help me to focus less on the stress that they could cause Money could have me in a tightly wound ball, like just crying and not engaging in anything. But when I take care of those things beforehand, I can live a much fuller life. Yeah, I love that. I love your definition of what self-care means. But I also really love, like you said, how you tie it into finances, because in the past probably year of my life, I've really started to implement like different things into my life that I didn't even think of was self-care. I just thought it was like getting my shit together. But <laughs> it was really just like, like you said, it was really just helping me slowly become the Lisa that I wanted to be. And I want, can you speak on a little bit more of like your feelings with, you know, um, finances and self-care and like, cause I know you have a lot of episodes on that and I know that you're doing a lot with your brand, which I want to talk about as well, but how do you feel like you've been able to self-care with your finances? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so what really um, hit home for me, I was reading a blog post and they said that, um, I forget her exact wording, but she was like, if I looked at your financial statements, your bank statements, your banking app, like, what would I say was important to you? based on how you spend your money. And I was like, oh God, like the way I spend my money is not aligned with my values at all. Like I'm going to McDonald's every day. I'm like <laughs> spending money on little coffees. So that was one moment. Another moment was I had been, and I, I looked through my journals and stuff and I had been wishing for a camera. I wanted a new camera so badly. And I had this app that would, cause I always thought I was on top of my finances. I always, I had the apps, you know, I learned all the money lessons. I was all into financial literacy, but this app let me know how much money I spent eating out. And it was yeah. well over the amount that the camera would have cost. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I could have had that camera. And I realized it's not about necessarily it, how much money I have that is very important and I'm not going to diminish that in any way like at some point like it's really hard to stay grateful for things when you just don't have the money and I'm speaking as someone who once ate a raw onion for dinner because I did not have any money like so right. I've been there for sure yeah but it's also just really about how you spend the money like if I always am using money in a way that makes me feel like one I'm bad with money Two, there's never enough money. Money causes me stress. Like all of those ideas form into this like money mindset. So I had always heard that term. I didn't really know what it meant until I had these like little epiphanies of the way I spent money. So then I started, you know, okay, like how can I get what I want without losing the other things that I want? Because at the end of the day, I do like eating out. I do like 
having a coffee when I go into work and like not just a regular drip coffee like I like to be bougie with my coffee sometimes like how can I do that <laughs> and still get the things that I want so I just had to start like getting really creative and the example I always use is um, I got an espresso machine because I was able to you know have the latte and the milk frother and all yeah. that but I wasn't walking <laughs> in the Starbucks every day and that does make a difference for me mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of the way I started I kind of like had like a Marie Kondo like idea towards my finances and I started being very critical about how I spent money and thinking like not necessarily penny pinching but just like do I feel happy about this even stuff that was cheap was like do I feel happy and aligned with this or do I feel like I'm skimping because you know I'm on a budget like if if something doesn't feel fun for you or not even fun if it doesn't feel worthwhile it's gonna suck and like money shouldn't suck because then you're just going to continue to act in a way, like it's a cycle. Like you're just going to keep making money suck for you. So you have to figure out ways to make money feel good. And yeah. money is for us to spend. Like we should spend our money. We should be, even when we're saving, we're saving so that we can spend it later. You know, like mm-hmm. we, like money should, for me at least, like money is something that needs to feel good. I need to be be able to look around and say like, yes, I spent $200 today, but I really, really, really love what I spent my money on. I feel like it added so much value. It, you know, brought self-care and the way that it ties into self-care for me is because it, it prioritizes gratitude and happiness mm-hmm. because if I can look at what yeah. I exchange my money for and feel like really happy about it, then that's taking a gratitude approach to spending my money. Um, even if it's something that like didn't necessarily like last week, I take my dog to the vet and it was for, you know, a health issue. It was very minor. Don't worry. Like it wasn't anything like that, but you know, it wasn't necessarily something that like I could eat later and it was really good or that I could wear something that I could watch, but it was like, I'm so happy that I had the money to take care of this issue. Like right. I feel so grateful that I was able to just take her to the vet, handle it, get it done. And that's because I've employed financial self-care and like even the ways that, I earn money. Am I earning money in ways that make me feel good? Like, cause if I have, if I'm in, we don't love going to work every day. That's part of it. That, that's part of having a job, but hopefully, you know, I will love going whatever job I'm working, but for right now, that's not the reality and that's okay. <laughs> like, do I feel connected with the work I do? Do I feel like I'm making a difference that is in line with my passions and my purpose? And for right now, I definitely do. So it makes me have even better gratitude for the money when it comes into my bank account because I feel like I earned it. I feel like I did good work for it and I know that it's going to do good work now that it's in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. As you were just talking, like you just said, I was able to make the connection with self-care to really just prioritizing. Like you said, prioritizing Mm -hmm. what feels good to me, what's going to help me become the best version of myself and also prioritizing gratitude. So I love how you tie that all in. And guys listening, like Maya has a, um, the gentler guide to financial self-care. Yeah. So please check that out because that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I just, I've never heard anyone really speak about it in the way that you're speaking about it. Because like I said, I've been able to make a lot of lifestyle changes in the past year, but I, I wouldn't even have called it self-care, but it totally is. Like I was just doing things for myself and prioritizing like a new routine, new regimens in my life just to like be better and that is self-care. Yeah, I always say self-care is like raising yourself as your own child and also dating yourself at the same time. Like you have to be able to do like as like post-grad adults, like just adults in general, like we are taking care, we are our own parents at this point. So self-care isn't always like 
doing the quote unquote fun things. Like if you had a child, you wouldn't feed them candy for every meal just because they like it. Like you would do those things to help that kid get their shit together, learn to get their shit together. Like all of that's important. It's all self-care. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So what are you, what are your plans with your brand? Like the gentler pod, just everything. What, what is your mission? I guess. What do you really want to, you know, share with the world? Because for me, like I'm getting so much out of just this conversation and your podcast, (laughs) but you know, what is your goal? I guess. Yeah. So I'll say my personal goal because that really ties along with my goal for gentler. My personal goal is to have like every action that I take be self-care. And once I really understood what self-care was for me, like that made so much more sense where every, I could be intentional about every hour, even hours where I'm just like kind of hanging out and chilling, like that's still self-care. So I want to be able to help people understand that self-care, one, can be accessible and two is non-negotiable. Like we have to be able to employ self-care and I want to make it easier for people. I think when people hear self-care, they think like, like you said, bubble baths, face masks, jade rollers, like that kind of stuff. And I love all of that stuff. I do, but we have to be able to understand that self-care needs to be intentional. It needs to be practical. And with that, because financial self-care is so important to me, like being able to employ things like that. And I definitely am not like, you know, I'm not a part of LLC Twitter. I'm not going to tell people like you start a business and do whatever. (laughs) Some people aren't like, some people don't need to be entrepreneurs and that's fine. Like I also appreciate the stability of a nine to five, Mm -hmm. but you should feel good about how you spend your money and you should feel good about the way that you earn your money. Um, Even if like other people don't feel good about the way you earn your money, if you feel good about it, like you're good, like that's it. And I want to just be able to like, send that as an opportunity for people um, and be able to branch out. I also would love to work with people um, who are working. I would love to be able to do workshops with different companies and stuff, helping their employees understand that they are valued, whether their job values them or not, they have value and that they need to be able to recognize that. Um, I think that's one of the things, especially entering the workforce, no one really talks about how to combat your employer for mistreating you like it's something that I see like my peers talk about on Twitter but my parents never really told me about how to do any of that they kind of you know like they come from a different generation so it was kind of you know keep your head low do good work get the job done get a promotion yeah. all that and it's like I don't think this thing should have happened so, <laughs> right. so how do I go about fixing that and I, I want people to understand because like I said that for me that's a part of financial self-care like feeling good about the way I spend my money mm-hmm. um, or, or the way I earn my money. So helping people with that and helping with the workforce because because money is really like the thing keeping me from living, from being dream Maya, from living my dream life as far as my mindset goes. Yeah. Um, money can be the one thing to shatter all of that. So helping mm-hmm. people feel better about money, feel better about themselves and just make self-care like the way of life for us and just, you know, the non-negotiable way of life. I would love that in like every sense of it, whether it's um, TV and like books. I would love to, I've always wanted to be like a librarian, a children's book author and illustrator. Like that's one of like my my backseat goals. I would love to have a series on like self-care for kids. But I think too, like kids don't understand, like people, like if a kid has a tantrum, like 
yes, a lot of times it's just annoying, but a lot of times it's also like this kid needs like some some time. I was like the weird kid in kindergarten that would come up to my teacher during playtime and be like, yeah, can I just like sit in the corner and read this book? And it was because I really just needed some time to decompress and my teacher would always be like, no, you should play with your friends and and I'm like, I'm not going to be very nice right now because I don't feel like I need, I, I need some self-care. So like at every age, it's important in helping people, especially black women and other women of color understand that it is so important no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter what age we are, self-care is our right. Yeah, it definitely is our right. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, women, black women in general, and and just, I feel like we are really conditioned to just kind of take care of everyone else and kind of put our needs to the backseat just to make everything feel comfortable for everyone else or, you know, and I love how you said that self-care should be something that's really non-negotiable. You know what I'm saying? And I, because I think it's like, that's so true because- how can we be the best versions of ourselves if we're not taking care of ourselves? Like we can't help others until we help ourselves. So, oh, that's Mm -hmm. so true. I really love that. All right. Do you have any, for people who are just getting into self-care, well, what it really means to practice self-care, what would be like some beginner one-on-one tips that you would provide? Yeah. So I would totally say journal, Get a journal that you really enjoy writing in, a pen that you really like writing in or writing with, and start journaling. And when you journal, so when I journal, I will do stream of consciousness journaling, and that's just kind of like writing what's on my mind, kind of like more like your traditional dear diary type of journaling. Mm-hmm. And that helps just because it helps you to recognize like the patterns and stuff that you're going through. And, you know, there are a lot of things I learned about myself just by going back and reading like past like journals and stuff because I recorded it and I could see like okay I was having a similar feeling two years ago what was happening that keeps making this happen and cycle through my life so that's really important I also really like using journaling prompts because there's some like dark areas in my life not even like dark dark but there's some areas that I just kind of don't touch they're Mm -hmm. kind of in a box like do not disturb but a journaling prompt makes me have to open those up. And even if I haven't boxed them away, there's some things I haven't thought about. So a journaling prompt makes me open that up and it can really show you really big concepts in really small ways. So if I ask you, like, if you had a day off, what would you do? Like, if you had, one of my favorite prompts, if you had an extra $50, what would you spend it on? Because for for a lot of people, $50 is not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You can't like spend too much with $50. But whatever you do decide to spend that money on is probably really important to you because you have to be so intentional about it. So it kind of like gives you clues about who you are. Because if I just were to ask, like if someone were to ask me two years ago or even like six months ago, who are you, Maya? I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So you have to piece that information together so that you can formulate a self-care plan that works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like, um, taking notice of things so I had to get and meditation is something that's hard for me like in full transparency like it was really hard for me to understand the importance of it yeah. um and I've, gone through, <laughs> I've gone through spells for maybe like three years now trying to get into meditation um my longest spell was probably the last month I did like over a month of meditating every day and I loved it um quarantine kind of disrupted that a little bit like changing my routine but it did help me a lot more to learn um how to be aware with things and when my mind's running away. 
But I really like it for getting started with self-care because you can kind of take note when you have a feeling where you're like, you know what it feels like to be aligned. When you experience it, you know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And so being able to notice that, and I always liked, I would take a little sheet of paper. I kept like little like post-its in my bag. I would write down what happened. I would write down like if it was a song I listened to, if it was a TV show. I, I love TV. Like some TV shows really just get me into that mood, especially if it's nostalgic. Um, so whether it's something like that, whether you talk to a certain person on the phone, keeping note of what those things are. And I would keep them in a little baggie. And I, whenever I needed a moment to be inspired, I would pull something out of that baggie and look at what was on it, because I know that's something that gets me back into that feeling of alignment and it helps me to just work through. And that's all self-care. So I would say figure out what feels good to you first. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to be able to spend some time. You're not going to get it on day one. Like that's perfectly fine. But in terms of just starting self-care, like definitely tend to your basic needs. Tend to your basic needs. I always feel best when those taken care of, making sure that I'm not hungry. Um, I've had water. I'm clean. My space is clean. And that stuff sounds really simple until you're in a crisis. And it's like, okay, what can I do right now that just will make me feel better? And that's always like step one for me. But definitely get to know yourself better with journaling and meditation so that you can start getting more specific and personalized with that self-care routine. Like journaling is super important to me. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a program with Gentler on like journaling and all of that, sending out prompts. And I really like the, the prompts that I send out are ones that have been helpful for me or things that I've just even been interested in. And it's never going to be perfect. I'm not perfect with journaling. I'm not perfect with self-care at all. Like I yeah. am always going to be my toughest critic. It's always going to be a challenge for me, but I think, think self care too is being like easy on yourself too. <laughs> yeah, and that's where the name gentler came from because I knew I was beating myself up. So I was like, it's time to be gentler. Like I need yeah. to just step back and recognize that I am a human being and it's okay if I mess up. I just, like I said, I had this upbringing where like mess ups weren't really encouraged and um, I was always expected to outshine everyone and overperform. And I didn't realize how much I carried that with me until I could not turn it off. So it's definitely like, that's a huge tenet of self-care, just being gentle with yourself, giving yourself grace, especially in times like these. Like if you're not achieving, when I found out I was going to be like working from home, I told my boss like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm going to get this done and I'm going to be at home. I haven't done probably a third of that list and that's okay. These are uncertain times and it's weird out here. Like it is not (laughs) going to be, we're not going to get all that stuff done and that's fine. So making sure that you're reminding yourself that you're human and that it's okay. And another thing that I love to do, I and it kind of goes along with journaling, I just thought about it. I'll write myself notes. Like I'll write myself an encouraging note when I'm feeling really good. So that's another thing, like capitalize on the good moments. When you are feeling good, like take that as an opportunity to like get some self-care groundwork done because you want to be able to ca- carry that feeling on. So write yourself a letter, like an encouraging note. Just say, I love you. Like Leave yourself little post-it notes where you know you'll find them later, but maybe you've forgotten about them. Like, take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. Like, be your own parent. And, like, whatever you needed from a parent that you either got or maybe didn't get, forgive that moment and take it and carry it on to your moment now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not to be cheesy, but I really feel like (laughs) I need to literally be gentler with myself. I've noticed that, like, my motivation definitely goes in waves a lot. Like, I'll just, like, randomly just get this, like, ping to do something and work and be in flow, and I can work on stuff for Mm -hmm. hours, and then there's, like you said, those days where I just want to, like, sit on Netflix and, like, not do anything. 
So yeah, like sometimes I do beat myself up because I'm like, oh my God, I have all this stuff I should be doing, but all I can do is sit here. But realizing that that's okay too is really yeah. good. Ooh, it these are good. You are. Like on Wednesday, I, I think it was Wednesday, I posted um, on the Gentler account like tips for staying in bed all day. And it was because I was having a day where I was like, I'm really not getting out of bed. Like I am not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. I don't feel like doing all the work I was going to do today. So how can I make this intentional? Like if you meet yourself where you are and be like, okay, that's okay. You feel this way. That is acceptable. It's okay. How can we then make the things that need to get done feel better for you so that we can get as much done as possible? Exactly. If we, we try so hard and we set goals on this ideal for this ideal version of ourselves. And it's like, we're not there yet. Like I used to set every goal with future Maya in mind. Like, of course, I can go to the gym oh, five days a week because so I'm perfect at everything. And it's like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not even going to the gym. How am I going to jump to going to the gym five days a week? Like, that's not going to work for me. Like, I'm not future Maya yet. I'm still current Maya. Like, how can I make it better for me? So then it became like, okay, well, Girl, let's that is huge. That is huge. Yeah, like, we, like, because <laughs> I always set goals, like, these crazy goals. It's like, wait, I can't just hop into that. Oh, that's yeah, so Yeah, cool. we have to be able to meet ourselves where we are and be like, okay, <laughs> we're starting at point A. That's fine. We're not going to jump directly to B, D, C, whatever. <laughs> Maybe we need, like, A.5. And that's yeah. fine, like, because small steps are still progress. Like, right. don't take that for granted. You're still moving yeah. forward. Yep. Oh, still moving forward. Oh, these tips are good. <laughs> after this, I'm going to, like, literally just write down, like, where Lisa wants to be, like, all my priorities. This is so helpful and good. Yeah, and I, like, I, I talked about it on my last episode. But, make I mean, like, a, a good journaling prompt. Write down what's true about your life right now. What's true about your current life then write down what you want in your ideal life and just note the differences. You're not going to make the overnight change, but how can you get a little bit closer to ideal life? And how can you then, you know, once you get to that step, go a little bit further. And then it always gives you something to do. You always have a direction. It's okay if things change here and there, but you always have a, a path to stay on. Oh, I love that. I hope you guys are taking notes. Like this is like, <laughs> this is real. You're dropping gems right now. Wait, can I ask what zodiac sign you are? I'm like, a Virgo. Oh my god, I knew it. Dude, I swear I I wish I would have said are you a Virgo cuz I swear I felt the Virgo. I am a Virgo true and true and I yeah. am uh, <laughs> an Enneagram type 3 like I like any uptight version of whatever that's me. Like when I was a kid, I, before I even knew it like astrology really was and understood all that my mom would be like okay you're being like very type a you're very <laughs> i need you to turn that down like I'm, i've always yeah. like my mom i was like oh what i was in elementary school my mom bought me a clipboard for like a gift or something i was so excited to have a clipboard oh my god like, i've always been that annoying like super <laughs> anal like analytical person but i think that's also helped me with self-care it makes journaling a lot more like accessible for me emotionally mm-hmm. um yeah. And, and helps me like bridge the gap for other people, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Like I'm really into astrology and I talk about it a lot, but like, I feel like you're, you're really stepping into like that evolved Virgo stage of just like, cause I feel like Virgos definitely have that pattern of beating up on themselves a lot and just wanting to be like achieve that perfectionism. But I think what you're doing is not only healing for others who are listening, but it's really healing for you as well. So that's like, yeah, like gentler has definitely like, I was making strides beforehand and that's why I decided to start it. But having to 
find those lessons to share with people has done such a transformative work in myself. Like being able to, you know, like I'll be doing an episode and be like, oh, wow, I'm saying a lot of good stuff. Like, why am I not putting this into my own life? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> I take my own advice? <laughs> yeah, it's really been really helpful for me. And I, I mean, like the best way, I've always heard the best way to learn something is try to teach it. So if there is like a concept that is difficult, like trying to show it to other people, trying to encourage other people to partake in it might be like that step you need to finally like, like have it hone in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I love this. You dropped so many good gems in. I just, I hope everyone listening really checks you out, checks out your brand, your podcast, and just, you're just doing so much good stuff. And I really enjoyed having you here today. Thank you. Like, I feel so like, whoo, I'm ready to get my day started. I'm like, wow. Like, I know. This was fun. <laughs> no, like I said, I'm like, I'm really going to go journal after this. <laughs> like, I just feel <laughs> good and motivated. And just the way you put it into perspective, like, like I keep saying, it's not in a way I've heard before. So I just think it's really, I think a lot of people are going to feel like super enlightened by this episode. So I'm really happy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Maya. Okay, everyone go check her out. Check out her podcast. I'm going to have everything linked in the description. And I hope you guys can check her out and just follow her. Just She's doing so much good stuff. Check out her financial guide. Like, ugh, I'm just obsessed. So thank <laughs> you, Maya. And so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And for everyone listening, make sure that you're subscribed on the Apple Podcast app. Follow me on Spotify. All my links are in the description. And talk to you guys next week. I put out episodes every Monday. Love you. Bye.